All right, folks, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Pin and Shakespeare. Uh, my name is Colin Kelly. I directed half of this thing, and with me today is... Landon Bell, I directed the other half of this thing. <laughs> and uh, this first scene here is uh, one I directed. Uh, we've got Randy Bowser as Antonio, uh, and Jason R. Wallace as Leonardo. And, um, of course, as everyone knows, Jason just continues to steal the show. <laughs> He demonstrates his ability to do that well right here. <laughs> and uh, the first song in the background is uh, Insomnia by Joss Woodward. I see Mr. Wallace still hasn't given us the show back. No, and, and for the record, he just said that he wants to make Misfortune drunk with candle wasters. there is Brother, men can uh, counsel and speak. Jeffrey, you should remember that. that. <laughs> which themselves not feel, but tasting it, their counsel turns to passion, which before would give perceptual medicine to rage, fetter, strong madness, and a, a silken thread, charm, ache <laughs> with air, and agony with words. No, no. And this, the biggest problem I, I think I have with the show is I sit down sword. and I. Instead of actually talking about what's going on, because I just start going, oh wow, these are pretty good actors. Therefore, give me no counsel. My griefs cry louder than Therein do men from We're being entertained more than we care about entertaining everyone else. <laughs> well, and it's, you know, it's been about, what, three months since we listened to this? Uh, something like that. No, so we've kind of, yeah, we've kind of been, you know, doing other things in the meantime. So it's like, oh wow, this is better now that I haven't listened to it over and over and over and over and over again. And believe me, that is the one thing about mixing Shakespeare that gets uh, messes with your head. It's just like, oh my goodness, does this sound good? I don't know, I can't tell. <laughs> well, no, I like the advantage of it is eventually you catch on to things. So like my scenes, I can quote... I can start quoting them in daily life, so. Well, fare you well, my lord. Are you so hasty now? Well, all is one. Nay, do not quarrel with us, good old man. If he could write. And now we've got Dave Morgan as Don Pedro and Chris Hackney as Claudio. Mary, thou dost wrong me, thou dissembler, thou. Nay, never lay thy hand upon thy sword. I fear thee not. Mary. Beshrew my hand if it should give your age such cause of fear. In faith, this is begged by Ray Ginsburg, right? Tush, tush, right? I believe so, yes. Clear and jest at me. I speak not like a daughter nor a fool, as under privilege of age to brag what. Alright, we really need to get, like, some, you know, gun to come back and steal the show back from Jason. Thou hast so wronged mine innocent child and me. You may just get your wish by the end of the stack. <laughs> With gray hairs and hint, hint. Of yeah, I know. It's called foreshadowing. I say, thou hast belied mine innocent child. Thy slander hath, hath gone through and through her heart. That she lies buried with her ancestors. In a tomb where never scandal slept, save this of hers framed by thy villainy. My villainy? Thine, Claudio. Thine, I say. You say not right, old man. My lord, my lord, I'll prove it on his body if he dare. 
despite his nice fence and his active practice, his, his may of youth and bloom of lustyhood. Away! I will not have to do with you. Canst, canst thou so deaf me? Thou hast killed my child. If thou killest me, boy, thou shalt kill him. Either way, but when I hear Randy in this scene, I can totally see him doing the uh, Notre Dame Irish, the, uh, you know, putting the fisticuffs. Big mustache. He runs away with this monologue right here. God knows I love it's my great. And she is dead. It's like they're brothers or something. Yeah. Well One has to wonder. Milk sops. <clears throat> uh, Brother Anthony. Hold you content, what man? I know them, <laughs> yea, and what they weigh, even to the utmost scruple. Scrambling out facing fashion monging boys that lie and cog and flout, deprave and slander. Go antically, show outward hideousness, <laughs> and speak off half a dozen dangerous words how they might hurt their enemies. You're taking the joke a little too far, man. But Brother Anthony, I... Come, tis no matter. Do not you meddle. Let me deal in this. Gentlemen, both, we will not wake your patron. My heart is sorry for your daughter's death. But on my honor, she was charged with nothing but what was true and very full of proof. Okay, so interesting story about that line. Um, we don't use ad-libs in Shakespeare just because we like to keep it true uh, to the original text. But Dave gave us a perfect ad lib. He was, instead of saying, uh, I will not hear you, he was just like, talk to the hand, bitch. <laughs> yeah, I can see Dave doing that. It was great. We had like to have our two noses snapped off with two old men without teeth. And I really wanted to use it, but I can't because it's Shakespeare. <laughs> but thank you for entertaining me, Dave. I came to seek you both. Well, it, those little bit touches, that's one thing with Shakespeare that we kind of lack as opposed to the more modern shows. When a character gets, or when an actor gets really into character, those things just kind of flow out of them. And, well, they can't really do that here. We will definitely include it if we ever do a booper reel of what to do. Alright, I think I'll hand you all the lines and you can go find them. killed a cat? Thou hast meddle enough in thee to kill care. <laughs> Sir, I shall meet your wit in the career. You shall charge it against me. I pray you choose another subject. Nay, then, give me another staff. This last was broke cross. By this light, he changed. Oh, and also, uh, we've got Paul Bergman as Benedict. Oh, yeah, he walked he in the scene. <laughs> shall I yeah. speak a word in your ear? He kind of got lost in the laughter. Yes. I just. I love. I will make it good how you. Paul gave that this line right here. You can kind of feel the influence from Dave Tennant coming in on there. Because, well, I love when the Doctor goes into oncoming storm mode. And I can try to picture Paul's eyes just going, I will kill you with a luck. Which, if I do not carve most curiously, say my knights not. Shall I not find a woodcock, too? Sir, your wit ambles well. It goes easily. I'll tell thee how Beatrice praised thy wit the other day. I said... Thou hadst a fine wit. True, said she, a fine little wit. No, said I, a great wit. Right, says she, a great wit. Oh, and Joe no-go. 
Nay, said I. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, see, I'd already forgotten about the music. <laughs> we had uh, Not Shotten by Still Playing Guitar and Darkest Days by Jonah Go. A wise gentleman. Nay, said I. He hath the tongues. That I believe, said she. For he swore a thing to me. What I love is, in this entire atmosphere, is Dave's, or Don Pedro still going, Hey, Benedict loves, Beatrice loves you, Benedict. And... He's not taking any of it. It's great. And Dave's delivery seals the deal. Oh, yeah. It's very humorous. Slightly comical. She would love him dearly. The old man's daughter told us all. All, all! And moreover, God saw him when he was hid in the garden. But when shall we set the savage bull's horns on the sensible Benedict's head? Yea, and text underneath. Here dwells Benedict, the married, married man. man. <laughs> Fare you well, boy. You know my mind. I will leave you to your gossip-like humor. You break jests as braggarts do their blades, which, God be thanked, hurt not. My lord, for your many courtesies, I thank you. I must discontinue your company. Your brother, the bastard, has fled from Messina. Oh, Perry, why did you leave? Sweet and innocent lady. <laughs> for my lord Blackbeard there. Oh. We miss you. And till then, he's free. He is in earnest. This must be Red Rum meets Glue Factory by Chonogo. Yes. And hath challenged thee. One crazy song title. What a pretty thing. No, no, no. The crazy one's coming up soon. Oh wait, no. We have plenty of crazy ones. Softy. We've got some in foreign languages, we've got some that don't make sense. Just ask us, we've probably got it. Ah, <laughs> uh, Blackfisher and Stu. Oh yes. And Minnie Raskinen as Dogberry. How now? Two of my brother's men bound? Baraccio one? Hearken after their offense, my lord. I liked the little touch of her actually driving a squad car. Um, I, I brushed that by Colin and was like, eh, do you like this? He, he thought it was a good idea, well, so. we're in modern setting, which, right. you know, kind of the annoying thing with Shakespeare is, one, everyone assumes, it's in England, so thus we must talk like this. I'd be very chipper, and, you know, that's great, and you could do that. However, this takes place in Italy, so it's... Kind of, everyone should really be speaking with Italian accents. Which now I have much ado done by the cast of The Godfather in my head. Um, <laughs> oh, these, the thing, you might thought was witty. But no, generally, you know, putting modern aspects is usually something we try to fit into things. For the squad car, um, is a good example of that. Uh, Balthazar's microphone. Oh, that too. That was a wonderful touch, by the way. Yep, a uh, couple episodes ago. Um, guitars, which come in place in other spots. How you disgraced her when you should marry her. My villainy they have upon. Pete. Which I had rather seal with my death. You know, I, I gotta feel sorry with Pete. He usually winds up as the villain. My master's false accusation. We really need to hand him some more good guy roles. Oh, but he's such a good villain. True. But did my brother set thee on to this? Yea. 
paid me rich. And then the truth came out. <laughs> he, he sounds pretty sympathetic. It's like he wants them to pity him. And like he also does feel some remorse. I like the touch he adds to the role. True. However, um, a good theory is that Baraccio kind of came up with everything for Don Pit, uh, Don, Here comes Master not John, sorry, my brain isn't working. Which is the villain? Let me see his eyes, that when I note another man like him, I may avoid him. Which of these is he? If you would know your wronger, look on me. Art thou the slave that with thy breath hast killed mine innocent child? Yea. Even I alone. You know, we need to have a cop show with just Pete and Jason as the main characters. We'll figure out who's the bad cop later. I thank you, princes, for my daughter's death. Record it with your high and well, you know it can even, it can go either way. Right, I know. So it's considering the facts. Well, it's like they can each equally play a good cop and a bad cop. So choose your revenge yourself. <laughs> Impose me to what penance your invention can lay upon my sin. Yet sin I not, but in mistaking. By my soul, nor I. And yet, to satisfy this good old man, I would bend under any heavy weight that he'll enjoin me to. I cannot bid you bid my daughter live. That were impossible. But I pray you both possess. Um. So we missed. Uh, goodbye, pork pie hat. By still playing guitar. And uh, the current song is "Boats, but not the ocean," swept away by I am not left-handed. Tomorrow morning, come you to my house. I should mention that most of these new songs were Landon's finding them because they're hilarious. My brother They have interesting titles. And she alone is heir to both of us. Give her the right you should have given her cousin. One of my favorite parts about mixing, though, is finding the music because I, I just kind of go out and listen to things until I find the feel and then choose that. Oh yes. I do embrace your offer. Rather than just like, oh, I'm gonna search this one page and find something. Tomorrow then. I do that. Tonight I will take my leave. This naughty man shall face to face be brought to Margaret, who I believe was packed in all this wrong, hired to it by your brother. No, by my soul she was not, nor knew not what she did. Um, uh, is a gentleman and enough to save her. Just and virtuous in anything. Yay, because I, I like Allison. It's kind of a shame we don't have more of her character. Oh yeah. She kind of fits into the same uh, place as Hero as far as that's concerned. Actually, I think it's not this one, but uh, if you listen, we'll be doing another entire, the entire play in one sound file. And uh, in it, it's got the actual credits, because we do credits uh, by number of lines in Penn and Shakespeare. So, you know, it's the sitting order. Like, the person with the most lines started the show, because that's the way I work with it. Um, and basically, the Dom Pedro has the most lines, and it's like the sitting order. And it's funny is that Beatrix and Benedict 
prohibited. Well, Beatrice Come and Benedict, it. who everyone knows about the show, are actually not morning, that big Farewell. most of the lines Farewell. compared to everyone else. We look for you tomorrow. So. We will not fail. Tonight. The big players are definitely Don Pedro and uh, Leonardo. Oh, yes. We'll talk definitely. With Margaret, how her acquaintance grew with this lewd fellow. <laughs> Sweet Mistress Margaret. And I drank this one. Hands by helping me to the speech of Beatrice. Will you then write me a sonnet in praise hey, of my and it's Paul Benedict. Paul Benedict. Paul Brueggemann as Benedict. And uh, Alex and Moser as Margaret. To have no man come over me? Why shall I always keep below stairs? Thy wit is as quick as the greyhound's mouth. Ah. It catches. And yours as blunt as the fencer's foils, which hit but hurt not. <laughs> a most manly wit, Margaret. <laughs> it will not hurt a woman. And so, I pray thee, call Beatrice. Uh, this song is Give us the sword. Easy Lemon by Kevin MacLeod. If you use them, MacLeod. you must put yes. them in pikes with a vice. I don't know why I can't pronounce today. They are dangerous weapons for me. Well, I will call Beatrice to you, who I think hath legs. And therefore, will come. <laughs> the, the God of love. This is Paul on his own, by the way. This is he was literally recorded this with him doing it. No, I should find out if Paul actually knows how to actively play the guitar, because if not, he's doing a good job of matching music. This is Bardo by Mr. or MSTR, whichever it is. They were never so truly turned over and over as my poor self in love. Maybe it's Mr. MSTR. I have tried. We'll figure it out. I can find out no rhyme to lady. You know, it could also be master. True. An innocent rhyme. We will never know. <laughs> For scorn. Scorn. <laughs> I, I, I kind of love how after kind of the drama of that first scene, we now had this scene reminding us that this is a comedy. Not born under a rhyming planet. Yeah. <laughs> Nor I cannot woo in festival terms. Uh, Beatrice. And Sacred Rain by Love Cavi and Mr. DSL. And depart when you bid me. Oh, stay but till then. Then is spoken. Fare you well now. And yet, <laughs> ere I go, let me go with that I came, which is with knowing what had passed between you and Claudio. Only foul words. And thereupon I will kiss thee. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> foul words is but foul wind, and foul wind <laughs> is but foul breath, and foul breath is noisome. Therefore I will depart unkissed. Thou hast frightened the word out of his right sense. So forcible is thy wit. I really love the train of logic that... 
Beatrice had right there. my challenge. And either I must shortly hear from him, or I shall subscribe him a coward. And I pray thee now, tell me, <laughs> which of my bad parts didst thou first fall in love with me? For them all together, which maintain so politic a state of evil, that they will not admit any good part to Oh, Shakespeare wit. Oh, yes. Which of my good parts did you first suffer love for me? Suffer love? A good epithet. I do suffer love indeed, for I love thee against my will. You know, I think I would love to see, have seen an old Beatrice of Benedict. You know, like, those old couples, and they're just, who know and bicker with each other all the time. Just to see how that, how it would have evolved from this. <laughs> it appears not in this confession. There is not one wise man amongst twenty that will praise himself. An old, an old instance, Beatrice. That lived in the lime of good neighbors. <laughs> if a man do not erect in his age his own tomb ere he dies, he shall live no longer than in monument, than the bell rings and the widow weeps. And how long is that, thank you? Question, why, eh, an hour in clamor and a quarter in room? Therefore, is it most expedient for the wise if Don Worm, his conscience, find no impediment to the contrary, to be the trumpet of his own virtues, as I am to myself. So much for praising myself, who I myself Darn it. witness. Our actors are doing it again. Praiseworthy. <laughs> they really need to stop, you know, being so good that we sit down and focus on them as opposed to and now tell me, how doth your cousin talking Very about Exactly, stuff? you know, <laughs> the script's supposed to be more interesting. <laughs> Love me. True. And men. That's a screenwriting joke. <laughs> yeah. There will I leave you two. For here comes one in haste. Madam, you must. Oh, and Hannah Jane Condell as. Old coil at home. Ursula. It is proved my lady hero hath been falsely accused. The prince and Claudio mightily abused. And Don John is the author of all, who has fled and gone. Will you come presently? <sighs> And then we're coming to uh, my favorite Shakespeare thing, where uh, he ends the scene on a couplet, and it always just sounds so badass. Moreover, I will come with you to your uncle's. Is this the monument of Leonardo? It is, my lord. All right, uh, another scene I directed. Yay! Uh, and we're back with Claudio and Don John, or Don Pedro. Uh, the song is Funeral by Offenbach Project. I hope I pronounced that correctly. <laughs> A fitting. Offenbach. Fitting song, though. Yes, there's no guitars, it's all piano. And, uh, sounds like maybe some synths or something. Sound. But I liked it. I thought it sounded perfect for this scene. Oh, yeah. And Chris's performance. You hear the uh, tears in his eyes, and he does such a good job of showing emotion through his voice. Absolutely. Which is funny, because, you know, if you look back in time, um, Genesis Avalon is going through their major... Uh, emotional period in his character 
is crying a lot there too. So it's kind of interesting to see the range of emotion he can display. Good morrow, masters. Great actors do that. The wolves have prayed. Thankfully. <laughs> the gentle day before the wheels of Phoebus round about dapples the drowsy east with spots of grey. Thanks to you all, and leave us. Fare you well. Good morrow, masters. Each his several way. Come, let us hence and put on other weeds, and then to Leonato's we will go. And Hymen now with luckier issue speeds than this for whom we rendered up this woe. Oh. Yeah, the music was a really good choice here. It should also be mentioned, we've had a couple scenes already where there's characters in, this, in the act who aren't speaking. Oh, yeah. Um, and that scene was one of them where there's supposed to be uh, a group of men with tappers. <laughs> right, and you know, you try to fit those in, but then you have like 50 bajillion footsteps and no one to sort them to, I guess. Exactly. Forcing to call young Claudio to reckoning for So. Well, daughter, and, and you, gentlewomen all, withdraw into a chamber by yourselves. Here I send for you. Come hither masked. And this is We Wait Until Midnight by Kersero. promised by this hour to visit me. You know your office, brother. You must be father to your brother's daughter and, and give her to young Claudio, which I will do with confirmed countenance. Friar, I, I... I must entreat your pains, I think. To do what, senor? To bind me. Or undo me, one of them. <laughs> uh, senor Leonardo, truth it is... You know, there's something just a little bit off about this when you realize that Claudio bought into the fact that Leonardo was going to give away Antonio's daughter. Um, you, you have to think, what was he thinking? Uh, didn't he realize that there must have been something off? Your answer, sir, is enigmatical. But for my will... Well, then... I think it comes from the fact that no one knows everything. I don't know. But yeah, you've got a point there. It's an interesting uh, question to think about. Well, okay, here's here's my logic. Um, Claudio is so overcome that he just says, fine, whatever I can do, I'll do it. So. That's a good theory. Uh-huh. Are you yet determined today to marry with my brother's daughter? I'll hold my mind with she in Ethiopia. Call her forth, brother. Here's the friar ready. Good morrow, Benedict. <laughs> Why, what's the matter that you have such a February face? Um, this is Gravity by Josh Witter. I think he thinks upon the savage bull. Tush, fear not, man. We'll tip thy horns with gold, and all Europa shall rejoice at thee. <laughs> as once Europa did at lusty Jove, when he would play the noble beast in love. Bull Jove, sir, had an ambulable low, and so such strange bull heaped your father's cow, and got a calf in that some noble feet, much like to you, for you have just his bleat. For this, I owe you. <laughs> Here comes other reckonings. Which is the lady I must seize upon? This same is she, and I do give you her. <laughs> Why, then she's mine. Sweet. Let me see your face. Oh, Chris. No, uh, uh, no, that you shall not, till you take her hand before this friar and swear to marry her. Give me your hand. Before this holy friar, I am your husband, if you like of me. 
The reveal! <laughs> I know! Total plot twist. Everyone saw this coming, right? <laughs> the former hero. She delivers the line well, though. She does. And then she said it for the rest of the act, right? <laughs> Come on, Shakespeare. I'll tell you largely of fair hero's death. Meantime, let wonder seem familiar. Under the chapel, let us presently. Soft and fair, friar. Which is Beatrice? I answer to that name. <laughs> what is your will? Do not you love me? Why, n no. No more than reason. I think we transferred over to This Is Everything, also by Josh Porter. you have been deceived. They swore you did. Do not you love me? No. No more than reason. I remember the blocking for this scene was so crazy. I had to take out a piece of paper and write everything down to figure it out. And it's like, okay, these people are here and over here, and then we move to this position. and No. Because if you listen, we go from one person being on one side to one person being on the other, and we move around as is needed. Well, that's one thing about uh, mixing Shakespeare is that because the scenes are like multiple scenes mashed together, you kind of have to do stuff like that. Or you wind up with even more confusion. <laughs> I try. Here's our own hands against our hearts. Oh, Paul. Eh. Come. I will take thee. But by this light, I take thee for pity. <laughs> but by this good day, I yield upon great persuasion and partly to. Even now, he won't admit it. I was told you were in a consumption. Peace. I will stop your mouth. <laughs> How dost thou, Benedict the married man? I'll tell thee what, Prince. <laughs> a college of witcrackers cannot flout me out of my humor. The college of witcrackers. <laughs> no. If a man will be beaten with brains, I shall wear nothing but handsome about him. In brief, since I do purpose to marry, I will think nothing to any purpose that the world can say against him. <laughs> And therefore, never flout at me for what I have said against it. For man is a giddy thing, and this is my conclusion. For thy part, Claudio, I did think to have beaten thee, but... And then, I love as the entire show starts revolving around Benedict now. Live <laughs> Which is why he's in the middle of the panning field. I hope thou wouldst have denied Beatrice, that I might have cudgeled thee out of thy single life to make thee a double dealer. Which, out of question, thou wilt be, if my cousin do not look exceedingly narrow to thee. Come, <clears throat> come. We are friends. Let's have a dance, ere we are married, that we may lighten our hearts and our wives' heels. <laughs> we'll have dancing afterward. First of my word, therefore play music. Prince. Hey, what's this song? Get thee a wife. <laughs> There is no staff more revered than one <laughs> with horn. But hey, it's Jack Kalk as the messenger. Not on him till tomorrow. I'll desire thee brave punishments for him. Strike up, Pipers! 
Oh, hey, it's over. I was tempted to have the entire song play out. However, then this would be, you know, not 35 minutes long, but like 40. So. Ah, it's over. Yeah. Woohoo. for a break from these, you know, 10, 15 minute long scenes. I'd like to thank everyone who's been involved uh, with Much Do About Nothing. Cat, the cast has been phenomenal. All the artists whose music we've used, um, well, my lovely assistant directors, um, Catherine Pride, uh, Anna, I guess, for putting up with me. <laughs> and that's about all I've got. Landon, you have something? Uh, I just want to say thanks to everybody else as well. Um, yeah, you've pretty much hit all the notes. <laughs> I try to do that. I think and, uh, thanks, to, thanks to Colin for being an awesome director because awesome director? Yeah, there's, only, Where? There's, only, there's only so much assistant directors can do. <laughs> right, so next time you see us guys, we'll be with the Sonnets. But funny story, I didn't direct that. This guy did. Yes, yes I did. Um, and that was fun, so I hope everyone enjoys it. Alright, no commentary for that though. Because the no. five minutes long. <laughs> we will be back with Othello in, in space. Gravity, this is everything by Josh Woodward. And I'm, I'm just... Don't forget. <laughs> nope. Nope. But I, I'm just giddy with delight for uh, the music in Othello. I, I can't help it. Oh, yes. We're going to yes. one artist for this swell. We'll see how this goes. Oh, and I forgot about this. If you listen to the credits, you have Paul being amazing. See, folks, this is why you should listen to the credits. I think, I think Paul's a little early. <laughs> for more information, visit PendantAudio.com. All right, goodbye, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye.